0: You're listening to the Sewing and Grown podcast and radio show with j and J. I
1: don't hey. know. He's pointing ah. at me. He's giving hey. me He's giving me the shaka, which means hang loose. Hang loose. Um, but he's saying, Are you doing the intro or am I doing the intro? Funny
0: story from a previous guest. And I'm going to be brief because we have a full gamut of great information coming from Pastor Jonathan on part two of this podcast, but previous guest, remind me of his name. Come on.
1: Uh, uh, on, our, on our podcast? Mr. Dunlap. Dunlap. Casey. Mr.
0: Dunlap. Casey Dunlap, him and his wife were in Hawaii and people were saying mahalo to them. Yeah. They <laughs> thought they were saying myrtalo. So they came back and they did the shock of the hang loose symbol and we would look at each other and say myrtalo. And for honestly a year and a half, On a daily basis, seeing each other, we would throw the hang loose symbol and we look at each other and we would say, Merds for short or Myrtalo for the whole thing. Yeah.
1: And if you hang around us long enough, you'll realize that we have to abbreviate every word in the English language to make us feel
0: better, I guess. I don't know. It's just fun.
1: If you come to my house and I offer you a beverage and it's a Topo Chico, I'm going to say Topes Cheeks. Topes Cheeks.
0: (laughs) Here's another one. (laughs) If it's only okay, I've been known to say pokes decent because it's like poquito and then decent. Pokes
1: decent. Pokes (laughs) Pokes decent. We say that all the time. Pokes decent.
0: You got a lot to share. Yeah, I do have a lot to share. That's just a little seasoning to go on top of the meat of this podcast.
1: Welcome back to Pillars of Strength, a uh, podcast episode. This is part two um, that I taught at the men's conference, but. I'm hoping that men and women both get something out of this, but I am talking mainly to the men. So I apologize, ladies. You know what? We, I'm committing myself to bringing a, another woman on this, on this podcast. That's going to have an episode tailor made for the rose
0: femininity.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Real quick. We talked about, um, how society fell to the place that we are traditional modern masculinity. We talked about toxic masculinity, masculinity the sexual revolution men add it's hard to say that word because there's a d in it abdicating abdicating responsibility away and that that creates a vacuum something's going to fill it and really men were designed to lead um and without responsibility you get no authority talked about um first corinthians uh chat uh Chapter 16, uh, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Gave four points on that. Now we're in part two. I'm talking about the three pillars of strength that men specifically need to embody, um, but there's two of them that everybody needs to embody, and that's spiritual and mental strength. So don't care who you are, you need to be excelling in those areas. Um, And then we'll even talk a little bit about physical strength at the end. Um, So if you're a lady and you wanna get stronger physically, Have at it. Um, But here we go. So um, men embody uh, strength. So three. (laughs) Wow. What a statement. (laughs) Um, Three things that men need to grow in. Spiritual strength, mental strength and physical strength. If you are not strong, the people around you will suffer. Right? We are to maintain and protect the kingdom that God has given us, which means you need to be strong enough in all three areas if you're going to be successful in that mandate that God's calling you to. Let's talk about spiritual strength. I'm painting a picture of the spiritual battle here. Ephesians 6 12. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. 2 Corinthians 10.4, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. So spiritual battles require spiritual weapons. Um, You need to be strong in the spiritual arena. Um, Matthew 12.29, Jesus is painting a parable or he's not painting. I said, I already said the word painting. He's using a parable here. Um, and, I, and when I read this, somebody might say, well, he's actually talking about the devil and plundering his kingdom and getting back the keys to the king. Like That's true. Totally true. I'm not arguing with that. But this statement applies across the board. Um, so Matthew 12, 29 says this. He, Jesus told a parable. It says, how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods? Unless he first binds the strong men, and then he will plunder his goods. He's really trying to say that if you're trying to get the, if you're trying to steal plunder and
0: pillage, <laughs>
1: you're trying to. <laughs> if you're trying to act like a pirate and plunder and pillage, you need to wear an eye patch. You need to eat only biscuits and suffer from scurvy. Shout out to Genghis Khan. <laughs> It's very simple analogy. If you want the goods, you have to take out whatever's protecting the goods. Make sense? So when it comes to families, the devil's after families. The devil is trying to rip apart the nuclear family. He's trying to rip apart society that starts at that family level. He's like, if he if he's going to break apart the family, he's going to start by taking out the protector of the home, which would be the man. All right. And again, I admit, just tell me right now if I need to, if I should stop making these like little interruptions say, I, it doesn't mean ladies can't protect. Just tell me to stop it.
0: Stop it. Okay. I'll stop it. You feel validated now? You feel like you're good? I Ladies know you, man. Not a good- Ladies know <laughs> me. Let's go. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. They know where you're coming from. They're catching the heart okay. of this podcast. All right, good. So when
1: men are spiritually strong, they prevent their houses- from being plundered. Spiritual strength, Ephesians 3.16 says this, he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the what? Inner man. The inner man. So it's he that strengthens you. You need to understand that spiritual strength, it doesn't come from within. It's not something that you muster up. It comes from God. So every man needs to have these things in place. So listen, I say it comes from God, but you still need to put the work in. You still need to spend time with him, read his word. That's how you're going to get the spiritual strength. Okay. Um, Here's some things that every man needs to have in place. And I'd say every person I'm getting a phone call every from Campo, Colorado. Do you Never know, where, heard of you know it. where Campo is? I don't. Here's things you need to have in place. Personal devotional time every single day preferably at a time that your flesh wants it the least. And that for me would be in the mornings. Um, And I'm not perfect at this. A lot of times on the weekends, I'm not getting up early. And I don't have a really good excuse for that other than I'm still growing, right? I haven't attained. (laughs) That's a good excuse. (laughs) (laughs) But but I press towards the goal. That's biblical. I have not attained. Um, You won't be physically strong if you lift weights once a week. Um, So I said this to the men. I mean, maybe some weird... Mike Metzer program. (laughs) 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 Um, Sorry. That's an inside joke. If you know anything about weightlifting, I think Mike Metzer has a protocol where you lift once a week. Um, But it's the same way spiritually. Like if, if you're, if you're only developing spiritual strength on a Sunday, you just come to church and you're like, that's good for me. You're failing as a man and you're, you're failing as a person. (laughs) You're failing as a person. (laughs) Uh, but you're not you're not going to become physically strong by only spending time with the Lord once a week. So true. And there's a wildly d- drastic difference between uh, uh, like a contra- congregational fellowship around the Word and personal devotional yeah, time. Yeah, being totally spoon fed. Right. And
0: feeding yourself
1: and feeding yourself. So. During those times of personal devotions, you need to be reading. You need to be praying. You should be journaling. And the the method I love to follow, and I uh, is the pray method. And I and I've talked about this a lot. Uh, Lectio divina or Lectio three sixty five, um, but I apply this principle when I read the word. Yeah, it's a, shout out to Catholics. <laughs> it is a Catholic app, um, and it's great. I didn't have to say that, you know, and guess what? I ain't editing this out of the podcast. Uh, follow the pray method. So pray stands for pause, reflect, ask, and yield. And if you're struggling with your devotional time, sure. Can I finish my statement? Yes. Get a Joyce Meyer book. I don't care. But if you really want to grow and when it's like, hey, I'm reading the scripture and now what do I do with it? This is a great method. So to many
0: people, what I was going to say. It, when they read the Bible, they're reading the Bible. But what you're describing is allowing the Bible to also read you. Ooh, yes. Isn't that fair yes, to say? Absolutely. So it's just like, I just got to read it. All right, I got right. to,
1: done. You read your Psalm for the day and you check it off. No, no, you no. You
0: incorporate these things. Now the yeah. Word of God's reading right. you. Right.
1: You don't read the Bible. Like you said, you let it read you, but you engage. With the Bible,
0: you don't just read the Bible to know the Bible. You read the Bible to know the author, and that comes yep. with fellowship through yes. what you're describing.
1: So the pray method stands for pause, reflect, ask, and yield. So you read you, before you do anything. You pause, and I love what Addison Bevere said: uh, "Simple prayer, come Holy Spirit." So you're inviting His presence in. And I've said this before, and I, I don't know who uh, originally said this, so you can't attribute it to me. But prayer doesn't inform God; it involves God. So God already knows what you're going through. He knows what you're doing,
0: right?
1: So you invite him in, you pause, and then you read, and then you reflect on what you read. Then you ask God, what should I do with what I just read? And then you listen to what he tells you to do. That's the yielding aspect, okay? Um, so that, uh, I'm talking about things that you need to have in place for spiritual strength, personal devotional time, times of praise and worship. I'm, not, I'm talking about actual singing, declarations, exalting his name, thankfulness because we know this from the word praise silences the enemy. And God does not care if you know how to sing or not. And the new Testament, the Psalms are full of its benefits, examples of praise. And it's also a really great outlet of emotion. So instead of, Mm -hmm. you know, punching a wall as a man, lift your hands in praise and worship. I said this in the men's conference, you know, you, if you're praising with one hand and punching a wall in the other hand, that's, that's hard to do. I mean, (laughs) I almost want to say congrats, but no. Um, a lot of times, men men need an outlet of emotion. Um, that's why I personally like to lift weights. You know, people will you know do a few rounds on the speed bag, right? Uh, praise and worship is a great time too. When you're mad, when you're happy, when you're glad, when you're sad, praise the Lord.
0: <laughs> well said.
1: All right, go to church. Okay, it's a command from God. One of the reasons, uh, uh, one of the reason for church gatherings is to encourage, to exhort one another. It's where you get equipped. It's an opportunity yeah, to yeah, serve. Yeah. It's an opportunity to submit. Come on, because as a man, if you're just like so macho and like, I'm the leader of the home, but you don't serve, you don't learn how to submit, um, great leaders are great followers first. Um, uh, You think of uh, Elijah and Elisha, you just think of um, mantles being passed on. God's. You know, listen, we see great examples of God calling men not to uh, their own vision, but to another man's vision first. Um, So you need to learn how to serve and submit. All right. Uh, The corporate anointing in a church is 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 awesome right it destroys the yoke it gives you strength It unifies you in the faith with other believers and it's a ritual um rituals um throughout history have been needed by societies and men they need rituals Mm -hmm. um uh uh rituals uh are the tools that humans have used to release and express emotion um this this is i got this from brent mckay he's the author of uh, the art of manliness um but they improve their well-being it builds personal identity Um, And the identity of their tribe, the people around them. It creates a sense of belonging. It brings order to chaos. It's how they orient themselves in time and space. When rituals are stripped from our existence and its fundamental human longing goes unsatisfied, what happens is you get restless. There becomes apathy, alienation, boredom, rootlessness, and lawlessness. Um, people need rituals and the best ritual of all the best thing that you can practice regularly is going to church, um, and have accountability. So, um, it's kind of a buzzword and Pastor Marcus said this, you'll only be as accountable to God and to other people as you are to yourself. Mm Um, uh, accountability is a great thing to have in place. Um, because when you're accountable to yourself, what happens is that you change the rules and you justify your behavior. Um, so it'll look differently for it'll look differently for other people and i don't know if you want to check in with somebody daily weekly monthly yearly but having someone who knows what you're going through know what you're trying to change and holds you accountable to it is a really good thing
0: and i think it's good to have a person who will check up on you. I know accountability is always like, I'll let you know when I screw up. You may or may not. But if you have somebody who's passionate and connected to you, they can ask any question that you need, are required to be honest to at any time. Yeah.
1: So I'll be open and vulnerable here for a minute. I know you've been vulnerable in this subject before too, but like in the past, I've struggled with pornography. And so I brought that to my pastor. He's aware. He checks in on me. And I have a a, a a safeguard in place that if I even attempt to maybe look at that, emails are sent out to people, to you, yeah. to Pastor Mark, and even to my wife. So mm-hmm. it's a safeguard that's in place. You might think like, wow, that's kind of extreme. Well, if you want to change that behavior, you got to put extreme measures in place. I'm talking too long. I got to go on. All right. Um so those are things that you need to have in place for uh, spiritual strength. Let's talk about mental strength. Um, look at the Navy SEALs. Uh, they're like the closest thing that we have to superheroes, uh, like here on this earth. He's he's shaking his head. I don't know if you agree or disagree. Yeah, it's like amazing. Um, and they go through really intense, grueling training. I think they have something called Hell Week.
0: Oh, I'm thinking of his Goggins.
1: Yeah, <laughs> dude. David Goggins <laughs> is like probably the toughest man on earth. He's crazy. He's gone through hell week like three Who's times in a year. Who's going to carry the boats? Yeah.
0: Who's going to carry the boats? He's nuts.
1: And he doesn't just run like crazy marathons. He wins those marathons.
0: Yeah. Uh, he works good. out every day and a light day is seven miles. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he, he's really good at talking to the camera while jogging. <laughs> Dave, call him David Joggins. Okay. Um, back to Navy SEALs, they go through crazy, intense, grueling training. And this is a statistic that half of them drop out before the end of those weeks, not because they're, they're physically unfit. It's because of their mental strength. They, they mentally can't handle it. So when I talk about mental, mental strength, I'm talking about emotional resilience, which is how you respond to fear, challenges, stress, difficulty, and and if you can respond to them in a healthy way. Um, so mentally strong people, um, learn how to take their thoughts captive second corinthians 10 5 casting down arguments that exalt themselves above the knowledge of christ it says bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of christ and this is why it's very very important to have a foundation of the word of god because you're like okay i'm gonna bring a thought captive so you stop you let it you you don't allow it to bounce around in your brain but you take it captive if the word of god isn't in you you have nothing to compare it to and you say like, I don't really know what to do with this. Is this God or is this not? Because I don't have the foundation of the word on the inside of me. You have nothing to compare it to. You, it, you're gonna let it go and it's gonna keep mentally bouncing around in your brain. So you gotta have something to compare it to, all right? Um, mentally strong people, this is what they do. I'm just going through a, a hot list here. They don't let their thoughts run wild. They just talked about Second Corinthians 10. Um, they won't try and control everything and they don't worry about what's outside of their control. Um, Uh, They live in the present, which two ways of that, you know, and I'm working on this one. They're not always on their phone. They live in the moment. They live in the present and they don't let past mistakes dictate how they feel right now. Um, So good. uh, They practice gratitude. They practice optimism. They embrace change. And this, these next three, I think can drastically change uh, your mental uh, strength in a very short period of time. It's uh, sometimes even overnight. It's the difference between laying sod and growing seed. Right? Uh, both are good and both teach you something. But mentally strong people, they get enough sleep, they eat healthy, and they exercise. If you implement those three things, you feel drastically better almost overnight. Um, I should have put drink enough water too, um, <laughs> uh, which leads me to the last one the last pillar of strength is physical strength. Um, so, strength is really a defining attribute of masculinity. Um, it's the literal, um, it's the literal power that has allowed generations of uh, of men to protect and provide. And you think about it, it's or uh, physical strength is what uh, built our roads and our bridges. It's what has won wars and bought our freedom. So if that's um, you know the defining attribute of masculinity, um, or or let me just read my notes. I'm trying to go off the cuff here. Um, I don't know what I was going to say. It's fine. Um, while our, our current environment doesn't really require us to be strong, developing our physical strength is still a very worthwhile pursuit because it lays that foundation of becoming yeah, I agree. A, a complete man. Um, here's why physical strength I think is important for men. Um, it constitutes one of the few and significant differences between men and women. <laughs> um, uh, trying to include the ladies you got to be strong
0: yeah but that one was including like this is what makes us stand out this is what makes us stand out well and you know when i have a temptation when i think of strength i think of ronnie coleman and jay cutler but that's not necessarily strength i think just be strong enough to take a stand and protect right
1: right so my point that i was that I'll get. Oh, well, I'll just say it right now. So I, I literally wrote this down. You don't have to be a bodybuilder or a powerlifter or bench five hundred pounds. What I am saying is that you need to be strong enough to protect what God has given
0: you. Charge exactly. Over. Thank you. Well said.
1: Um, right. So the 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 protector role. This is what I was going to say earlier. If the protector role represents the core of masculinity, then physical strength is really at its heart or at its nucleus. Mm-hmm. So there will be a time. I'm talking to men specifically here. I'm sorry. There will be a time in life, probably maybe if it's only once that you'll have to physically defend and protect your kingdom. Yeah. Um, And I've seen this like, even like if you don't have a family yet, like if you got influence, I'm just saying like as a youth leader, there's been times when some rando comes around and you, I don't fight the rando, but you have to, you're protecting those kids. I'm even thinking the the really funny story of Guatemala, I didn't have to protect anybody, but in that role, we were, we were in that protector role. There was a guy who came up to us on the streets of Guatemala and really wanted to, to harm us. Mostly like. me, which mostly me you. in a weak spot. Nah, but well, he was coming the towards lake. the ladies and I stepped in and I actually was removed from the situation by the pastor that was hosting us. <laughs> the, and the pastor in took the van. a spot
0: of strength to remove <laughs> us from the situation.
1: Yeah, I was pretty, really close to punching a homeless man. Um, <laughs> it was bad. Anyways, there will be a time in your life yes. where you will have to physically, as a man, defend mm. what you have been placed charge over. Right. So think about this as a man too. I'm ta- I'm not telling you to bench 500 pounds, but have you thought about, can you carry your wife and kids up and down the stairs?
0: That's why I married a very petite woman. I don't have to be strong.
1: <laughs> oh man. That's <laughs> so funny. To be funny.
0: But um, hey, and also strength is a deterrent. Do you yes. want things to happen? Why do we have such a strong military? Well, because right. we, it's a deterrent.
1: Right. It is a deterrent. And you will never be at a disadvantage for being strong. Right. Never.
0: I don't want to have to get into too many no. battles. I don't want somebody to see me and go, that's somebody right. I can take advantage of. Yeah.
1: And I'm not talking about being all macho and flexing and all that kind I'll of stuff.
0: I'll tell you what, Bruce Lee wasn't a huge no. jack, but I wouldn't want to have wanted yeah. to mess with that guy.
1: Yeah. And the strongest people on earth, powerlifters, don't really look like what you would think a really strong person looks like. A lot of them don't have that physique. hypertrophy and strength are different. Yeah, um, But yeah, uh, being strong will never put you at a disadvantage. And, I, and I'll say this again, what I'm telling you to do, excuse me, as a man is to be strong enough to protect and maintain what God has given you charge over. So here's some benefits of building strength. Building strength that boosts your physical and your mental health. There, I don't have to get into that. Everybody knows that truth. That is a man. Listen, obesity kills exercising and raising your testosterone, which lifting weights will do, keeps your body healthy. It even combats depression. Two, physical strength is practical, right? Is there going to be a a need for me to deadlift 405 in the natural? No, but it makes everyday tasks easier. Um, It's practical and it prepares you for exigency. Exigency just means a sudden demand or a need. What a word. I know. I don't necessarily use it. Um, but exigency, it's like, uh Oh, that person is trapped under the car. Boom. You're able to lift them up. A lot of that has to do with adrenaline, but if you develop your physical strength, you can meet a need. And that's what, that's, that's one of the defining attributes of
0: a man. That's one of the defining attributes of God. Yes. And we're called to be godly, godlike. Yeah. Exercise of exigency. Yes,
1: an exercise of ex- exigency. Number three, the pain and dedication required to work out and develop your physical strength regularly. It teaches you about discipline. It teaches you about resilience, and it even teaches you about humility. How many How many times you've gone for a PR and you fail? You're like darn, you do, <laughs> right? You learn a lesson. Um, it teaches you that nothing good comes without work and a certain amount of pain. Um, so here's let me let me say this so not every man has the the physiological makeup to be you know ronnie coleman um what were you gonna say
0: i was gonna say not many guys are gonna be ha- be able to have arnie's chest no <laughs> the guy had a good looking yeah. aesthetic chest
1: yes he did then yeah they won't have ronnie's back they're not going to have uh, Jay Cutler's thighs. <laughs>
0: right. That's what I was thinking of.
1: But let me say this. Every man, and I'll just say this across the board, every person has the ability to become stronger than they are right now.
0: Glory to God. Great statement. Come
1: on. So whatever your other interests are, no matter your build, right? If you want to become stronger, <laughs> you're going to need to become acquainted with the iron. All right? Um, and. Hey. I- calisthenics
0: I, can make you calisthenics stronger. can
1: make you stronger and i was uh, and when i was teaching this to the men you know there was all different types of people in that room and there was even somebody who was physically at a disadvantage because they were to they had a service dog with them and did you see that and so i had to make this point too you know every man can become stronger in some way so you got to figure out that way that you can become stronger but if you say like men like listen i physically cannot protect and maintain my kingdom well <laughs> thank god for his grace So I'm like, develop the other two areas and you trust God for the third. Well said. You trust God for the third. Um, Because God knows your situation. So you may not be able to get in the gym every single day. You might be at a physical disadvantage. Um, But all the more reason to rely on the grace of God and develop the other two areas. Um, All right. Um, Let's see. I'm basically done here. Um, I talked in in the last podcast, I talked about which means we will do and we will understand let me briefly touch on that um conventional wisdom says in order to do something you must first feel like doing that um but i've noticed this in my own life if you're waiting for that feeling to come a lot of times they don't ever come
0: one of my favorite quotes is someday never comes someday is yeah. never on a calendar
1: all right what's our favorite quote
0: Best time to plant a
1: tree. Come on. Go ahead. T- say it. The best time to plant a tree is 25 years ago. The second best time is right now. So you might be thinking, I'm late to the party. Yeah, you probably are. But who cares? Start now. Start today and don't wait for the feeling. Um, because what the Israelites said was, Nasea Venishma, we will do and we will understand. They lived an outward ordinance, and by living that outward ordinance, the change happened within and we talked about the scientific principle here is called cognitive dissonance where your self-perception and your outward behavior don't line up and your brain doesn't like that. So it closes the gap by changing your outward or your, uh, your self-perception to match your outward behavior. So, uh, if you're acting super virtuous and your self-perception says, you're not a virtuous guy, you are not a virtuous person. Keep doing those virtuous acts and the dissonance that happens in your brain. Because it doesn't like it, it will begin to close the gap and you'll start believing and thinking that you are virtuous. And I didn't quote this in the last one, um, but Aristotle said this. He said, for the things we have to learn before we can do them, we learn by doing them. Example, men become builders by building. Liar players become uh, become liar players by playing the liar. So, too, we become just by doing just acts. Temperate by doing temperate acts and brave doing brave acts do and then become Hmm. um so that was a kind of a condensed version i know it was two parts but um of the breakout session that i gave uh the men at the stand tall conference um i'm basically done so we can go we can go into wisdom of wisdom
0: of the day um
1: wisdom of the day um I like because I, I I was I gave a charge, um, you know, be strong. But I like, you know, the thing that I added to it. You know, every person has the ability to become stronger today yes. than they were yesterday. In all three areas. I'm not just talking about physical strength, spiritual, mental. Um, and it's the idea of just start somewhere. And the cliche saying, How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Um, so sometimes we look at the big picture and we get overwhelmed. We go, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. How can I become better today than I was yesterday? What's a little area? What's one thing that I can change, right? How can I become 1% better today than I was yesterday? And you start tracking those things. Within 100
0: days, you'd be 100% 100 better. Better.
1: Yeah, start tracking those things. So maybe you got to, what you you said, I don't know if it was this podcast or last podcast, you had a goal of reading the Bible in a year. Sometimes you look at that as a daunting task. How do you start? You open up to Genesis 1 and you start reading, right? Break it down. Break down your goals into something smaller um, that's attainable on the daily. And then in a year, you'll be surprised at where where you are.
0: Amen. So be it. Amen. My wisdom of the day is strength. That's what I kept hearing throughout this whole podcast. And going back to the parable that was used for Satan, but we were applying to ourselves (laughs) about the strong man, and we were kind of wrestling, like, what is that like? And I was just thinking of when robbers and thieves do try to break into a museum or a house and they have knowledge that there's a security system. Mm-hmm. They try to break down the security system. Disarm it. And I know to women and to children, security is a very high value. The enemy's going to come after our secure their security. And since we've been set in a spot of responsibility and authority over that, the enemy's going to come after it. Right. So our strength has to be greater than the ability yeah. of the enemy, whether he's working through people or just in the air. To defend and that's strength yeah. and I'm yeah. determining to be strong Amen. in Jesus name.
1: Amen. I was thinking about this too. You know that traditional idea of like where men go, society follows, and men being the leaders and the protectors. And sometimes, tr- uh, you know, modern society is like saying that they don't want that. But you think about the idea of a sinking sip. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> a Sinking ship. <laughs> a sinking ship, not a sinking sip. That was fun to say.
0: It was so natural. for I know to say it though, was right? so
1: natural. <laughs> That's kind of concerning. Um, the idea, everybody loves the idea of women and children go first, right? Get on so I don't think anyone would, sh- would, would go against that statement, no matter how like wildly progressive you are as a man or as a, as a, uh, maybe not, this is, I'm not going to make it an absolute statement, but it's that traditional idea of men being the protectors it's like, no, listen, we're preserving, we're protecting the women and the children. Um, I think I just was thinking about that. I was thinking actually about the movie Titanic. Um, Anyways, and then Chris Rock said this, which made me laugh. Um, He said, the only two things that get unconditionally loved are women or three things, women, children, and dogs. (laughs) He said, men have to earn it. Men are loved based on what they provide, Um, which probably not healthy, but... In society, I think that's kind of how things are lined out. Um, I don't have much more to say on that. I probably shouldn't have said that, but I'm just thinking about it. Um, are you
0: okay with ending this podcast, not with your wisdom of the day, but a Chris Rock statement?
1: <laughs> I'm trying to reconcile it here. Um,
0: prayer is a great reconciler. Yeah,
1: let me... <laughs> prayer is a great reconciler. Um Don't watch the movie, The (laughs) Reconciler. It's a Christian, uh, not a very well-made movie. What I'm trying to say, John, I'm I'm already waist deep. I'm in the quicksand.
0: What a fear of all the children of the 80s and the 90s, quicksand. It was in all the movies and TV shows.
1: You know what? Maps nowadays need to tell you where the quicksand is.
0: (laughs) People would go to the quicksand (laughs) if that was the case.
1: (laughs) Right, but... Whether you whether you believe it or not, as a man, you are going to be held to a higher standard and really looked at as at what you are able to provide. And you shouldn't look you shouldn't look at that and and be afraid and shy away from that. Especially as a Christian man, you're put as an advantage because God has equipped you and is going to help you fill those roles and meet those needs.
0: You never can run from who God requires you to be, so you better recognize it and reconcile it and ultimately realize it in the natural.
1: Yeah. Amen. I'm glad you helped me reconcile that. And guess what, guys? I'm out of the quicksand. And I'm going to pray. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Father God, thank you so much. Uh, You gave us a call. Yeah. Women to be women, men to be men. And that's under attack. It's obvious naturally. But the best way we can combat it is to become, in reality, on this earth, in expression, the people you've called us to be. Father God, I pray just as your son, Jesus's natural brother, encouraged us through the encouragement of the Holy Spirit to be doers of the word. Lord, help us. Even if it's 1%, as Pastor Jonathan said, so good. Help us start the process because you're in it. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. That's it. Thank you all for listening to part two of Pillars of Strength. Come back next week. Um, I'm already saying it in advance. John's got a
0: great message. We might just have a guest. Oh, yeah.
1: We might have a guest. I don't know yet.
0: I've got some things up my sleeve.
1: And you're wearing short sleeves.
0: <laughs> there's not much room in there, but hey, there's man. something up there. Next time on the Sewing and Growing Podcast with j j <sighs>